for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Episode 304, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Trevor along with you from EFTM.com.au. And this week, Stephen Fennick is back. It's the same bloke. Don't worry, everyone. Two Blokes Talking Tech. <laughs> Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Were you interviewing other people, were you? Oh, I've had were some conversations. <laughs> is that right? That's what I love about you. Solid. Yeah, I'd hate to go to war with you. You're very, <laughs> you're, you're a very solid bloke, mate. I'll give you a tip. Don't go to war with me. You've seen a few okay. other people disappear by the sidelines. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. They didn't even know we were at war. No. There you have it. Well, wow. What a start. Two blokes talking to Controversy from this. We were wondering what we were going to start the podcast with this week, but we've just smashed it out of the park. Anyway, uh, two blokes talking tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Hisense. Let's get cracking on the news of the week. And Stephen, really, I mean, important uh, that we cover this topic, especially for our loyal uh, audience. And, uh, you know, Stephen's going to spend some time here making, you know, slurs against me, uh, going to suggest things about me here. But just remember, people, that's because he's a loser. Uh, that's a Queensland. Ace Ventura impression. That's good. Is that Ace Ventura? What? You've never heard of Ace Ventura, have you? No. Haven't you? You just said that. that's exactly what Ace Ventura does. You know the Jim Carrey movie? No. He says, who's a her? That's sort of what you said. Okay. Anyway. But you should I wasn't impersonating. I did recommend for you. That's another movie I recommend for you, okay? Because I did two I, I, movies, you okay, know that? But I recommended The Hangover and you quite enjoyed that. I did watch there The Hangover, yeah. Can you, I can't believe you for a start that you hadn't seen it yet, right? That's but, got, By the way, for, for <laughs> the team from EFTM, that has changed my planning for CES 2018, folks. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Just make sure you don't buy any drugs on the street. Forget the Chevy Escalade. I'm getting an old Merc. It's going to be big time. With a tiger in the, yeah. in the back seat. Yeah. Anyway, what, what I'm talking about with Stephen being a loser is the fact that he supports New South Wales and they once yeah. again capitulated, um, having dominated in the first half, they basically just switched off. Yeah. And Queensland, uh, for those of us that are Queenslanders, because we grew up in our formative <laughs> years in Queensland, and I'm a Queensland supporter, 365 so days of the year. Just to qualify, you were born in New South Wales. Yes, I mean, formative, I mean, mate, what is this years. a broken record? No, no, no. But your formative years were in Queensland. Queensland that's okay. correct. Okay, and you class your formative years as the age of two through two, to year five, two till about nine. ten, till ten. Yeah. Okay, they're your formative now, years. Now, yeah. as I had this conversation with my children this morning, because Jackson got up and watched the watched – the, we are going to talk tech in a minute, by the way. Jackson <laughs> got up and watched The Origin, and he's cheering on New South Wales. Harry came up, gave me a cuddle in bed and goes – So your son supports New South Wales? Yeah. So Harry, wow. Harry's Harry's all excited. He go, and I said, who are you supporting? He goes, Queensland. I went, oh, good on you, buddy. Why? He goes, because you do. And I went, oh. Nice. Anyway, so then I'm driving the kids to school, and Jackson's going, well, you're not really – well, you're born in New South Wales. I said, mate, I don't want to break it to you, but a bunch of players were also born in New South Wales. And secondly, Jackson – you you live in the north, far north of Sydney. 
you support the Roosters. You've never been to Hello. East Sydney. Yeah. You just drop off I've on the Queensland stuff. That, by and the by the way, the Victoria supports the Sharks. Here's why she supports the Sharks. Because her mother thought Andrew Eddinghausen was hot. So and that somehow cascaded down okay. into my daughter supporting the Sharks. The, the colours or something like that. No, she, mate. She didn't no. Like the because Amanda thought Andrew Eddinghausen right? was hot. Her daughter now and has to support the Sharks. Her daughter knew that. Her daughter knew of Oh, her you mother's... don't think Amanda's told her that? Yeah, I reckon. Wow. She's got a signed ET jersey. Jeez. And she's ridiculous. Still got it. It's hanging up somewhere. Oh, yeah. Hanging yeah. up in the bedroom. In the, in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> is that where it is? <laughs> Beside the bed? <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I'm a loyal Queensland supporter. Good on you. And I was once again rewarded with a, you know, come from behind victory by the great Queenslanders. But here's the great thing, and our listeners who are regular fans and and Twitter followers will know this. Stephen had what I class to be the best position on the ground. I've been fortunate enough. We've we've both had pretty pretty fortunate lives. I remember doing a few State of Origins as the broadcaster and sitting on the sideline with the sideline eye, Daryl Broman or whoever we had at the time. I I did Eddie Ad Stadium in Melbourne. It is unbelievable to be on the grass for a start close to the playing field with, you know, 80,000 people around you. You got to sit at one end uh, behind the behind the dead-end goal line with India. a huge Nikon camera to take some snaps, yeah. which you've put up on the website. And assuming you did take all them, they're I bloody did, good shots, I mate. Did, every one of those are mine. Yes, they are mine. Hey, hang on. Did you publish every one that was publishable? Uh, no. I took, okay. I took a stack of photos. I know, but you yeah. take a stack of photos and most oh, of them are crap. I, there were some I had, I had to – there were others I wanted to include. I just ran out of space. So tell me about it. But uh, yeah, well, it was it was an amazing opportunity. For, uh, but Nikon asked me, would I be interested? And I went, oh, hello, yeah. Like it took me like point one one hundredth of a second to, to decide. <laughs> and uh, it was it was a great way for them because because the D seventy five hundred, their brand new uh, digital SLR, is is just to come into market this week. It's a replacement of the seventy two hundred. And they said, look, we, we've they've just become part of the official camera partner of the NRL. That's just a deal they've just done. Right. And this is all part of the arrangement where there were actually seven competition winners that were there as well. And I was the the, the journalist that was along just covering it just from a media perspective. And they said, look, would you be interested? I, they, they know my love of footy and, and I'm a tech writer now as well. So I thought, oh, absolutely. And and it was uh, – so I got the, got the, the gear, got the D7500 and, and – the 75 to 200 lens, I had a monopod because it's quite a, quite a big lens and sat behind the southern end, just behind the goalposts, behind the LED signage there and had a briefing with the NRL, like the NRL photographer, Brendan Esposito, who I actually worked with at News Limited, was there as well, t- told us about you know the, the art of sport photography and, and all that. And I actually bumped into all the sports photographers that I worked with when I was a sports editor. I, I had the privilege of being working with the, these the world's best sports photographers, and I had a great appreciation for what they did to begin with. But I got an all new appreciation for it last night. It, it, it's a it's a really uh, amazing skill to be a good sports photographer. Yeah, because uh, let's let's remind people when you take your camera out home and you turn it on auto. It does all the stuff for you. But when you're taking things like sports photography, a lot of things you need to take into account. You need to take into account of the light. Yep. You need to count it. So ISO, aperture, and shutter speed are the, the kind of key the things, pillars, the yeah. three pillars of photography as I understand them yep. and the, the little bit that I've done. And so you need to go, what's the light like here? You need to decide on an ISO. You need to go, yeah, this is fast-moving stuff. What do I want it to look like? Do I want it to be crisp or a bit of blur with the shutter speed? Yeah, and, you know, with with the aperture, what do you want with the depth of field? So those are the those are the three things you tinker with. Did you get yeah. instruction from Brad about well, what to, where to start? And did you muck around with the settings or did, did you just find a sweet spot and shoot away? Well, well we were out there, of, of like I think just at the end of the 
the uh, under-18s game. There was an 18s pre-match and, and it was just at the end of that. So we got a chance to sort of just have a bit of a practice shoot. And, and I, like all my old mates from the telly, all that, these photographers were all giving me, kind of telling me the same thing about They were you giving know, you stick, weren't they? Well, they were saying, oh, yeah, good luck, you're going to need it and all that sort of gear. But they were thinking more about me as a New South Wales supporter rather than a photographer. But um, they were telling me, like, no slower than a, a thousandth, one one thousandth shutter speed, um, aperture 2.8. And ISO, because cause the ANZ Stadium is really well lit, because it's obviously for broadcast as well. So light, because it was consistent, the ISO, I think we we're around 4,000. Yeah. So and the I, aperture, I by a... the way, is the 2.8, what that gives you is that depth of field. So the players, yes. if you look at the photos on, on the tech guide, um, you get these really crisp players and you get the, the stand, people in the background yeah. just look like a blur. And that's the beautiful, that's the beauty of well, a high-end camera. It sort of brings it out of the photo, because mm-hmm. you, you can imagine have, taking a flat photo like that and the crowd merges in with the players. It just it just looks a bit messy. Which but. is which is essentially you know think of your iPhone Seven Plus, and I know I'm degrading the Nikon thing here for a minute. But for those that have seen the iPhone Seven Plus portrait mode, it, yeah. it makes the the person pop out and the background blur away. This that's that's computerized. This is genuinely done in the yeah, lens, the lens yeah. and, and it's and the lens, not the camera, that does the absolutely. most of that work. And, and the so the beauty of the D seventy five hundred was it was fast. So you, you could that, that's the whole thing with footy. And and luckily, like I know the game pretty well, so. I kind of knew where they were, where the play was heading. So you really have to anticipate where the ball's going to end up, especially like Man, they, you could they, have sent a memo to New South Wales. They struggled yeah, with that a few yeah, times. They're going that way. That's right. But um, yeah, especially when, when like off off a bomb, or like you sort of got to see where it's going to land. So you sort of got one eye in the view. And, and people should have a perspective. You always watch this on TV, folks. You're looking always from the from the western side, looking down. So Stephen yeah. was on the right hand side of screen. Um, it's a very different thing to see a game from the long end for they're, a start. They're coming, they're coming front. It's on very it, hard yeah. to get that perception of what's or happening. running away from you. So the the lens I had was was good enough for me to sort of focus in on a player up to like 30, 40 metres away, but but also zooming out, I can still photograph something that's a couple of metres away. So it had great versatility, that lens, that Nikkor lens. So, um, yeah, you have a look on Tech Guide. I, I, I took a lot of photos. I took like 900 photos and whittled it down to about the best 50 and then whittled it down again to about the best 20 that I ran with the story. And um, I got some really good comments of people saying that they were pretty good. And I was, I was really happy with the results, especially first time. Like I'd, I'd photographed my son's my son playing footy as a kid. Mm. That really wasn't the same as doing this. But mm. um, it really gave me – it was really enjoyable for a start. Being, the atmosphere was amazing and, and despite New South Wales losing, but it was a great experience just to be – to almost to be in the centre of the ground yeah. and hearing the crowd – I was and, thinking uh, um, for the great people at Nikon who are good supporters of the show. Obviously, they're big fans. Um, do you know has Nikon, has Nikon got any um, association with the Formula One? Because Formula oh, I, I could we'll smash yeah. some Formula One photography, Absolutely. ladies and gentlemen. Well, why don't we talk to them about uh, doing something at the Australian Grand Prix yeah. next year? What, what are you talking? About? What's wrong with Monaco or Spa? Okay, well, up through well, Eau Rouge. Monaco's already done for this. Well, year. Spa's still to come. So up through okay. Eau Rouge, let's take I'll some put, photos. I'll put a word in for you. I'll put a <laughs> word. No, it was very interesting. I think it was an interesting experiment for a start. No, no disrespect, but it was an interesting experiment because even though, you know, you've done a lot with cameras and stuff, but most of your high-end camera reviews, you get uh, your your camera guy to review. I do do some, but I I, I farm them out normally, yeah. But, you know, you think about the the knowledge that's required. How'd the competition winners go with their shots? Yeah, there was was a few. The other, there there was seven, there was myself and seven other people, six guys and a girl, and they were all, they all came from, I think more like four or five of them were more interested in photography than sport. 
So they were in there just to use the new camera and try it out. They enjoyed the experience, so they were all sort of all, all, all were pretty happy to be there. A couple of guys there were also footy fans and also good photographers as well, so they were in, into their photography. And, uh, yeah, I saw some of their other shots. Like they, they sort of swapped lenses and there was a guy with a really long, like a 600 lens and a big hood on the end of it. And Mate, if I'd have known in yeah. advance, my father-in-law's got like a – is that right? Massive, like time. the whole Next big time. thing, crazy Nikon, Nikon. stuff. Oh, He's really? a massive Nikon guy. It's unbelievable the wow. amount of money he spent on his buddy camera. Well, it's a, it's a sort of it's a sort of thing where, and yeah, there's a big shout out to DL from Nikon who looks looks after him. By the way, oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. I actually got his card yesterday. Right. Yeah, DL on the down low. I said for joking. Yeah, yeah, I said right. if you want to buy some Nikon stuff, there's a bloke to do. Genuinely, genuinely yeah. top person. Because I, I, I mean, this is mate five years ago. Yeah. I reached out and said, oh, my father-in-law's got this thing I'd like to get him. Yeah. He's buying a, a used car, basically. The camera's so expensive. I'd just like to see if there's something I could do to make it useful because his wife was going to pay for it for Christmas. Yeah, you know, sure. Can we help it? And they were great. Yeah, awesome. And ever since then, bought lots of lenses and stuff. Been yeah, really, really great good. people. And I think it's made him quite loyal to the brand as well. Absolutely. Well, well it's, it's that sort of thing where you buy a few lenses, you buy a body, and you, you've, you, you've invested. You've you mortgaged your house. You can't, that's right, yeah. You, you're catching Ubers instead of buying a car. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's uh, – but, but it is one of those things where, and I can you can understand the passion for people who are right into the you know forget the professionals they do it for a living, but there's some passionate enthusiasts out there, and these these competition winners it was great seeing them. They were yeah. they were just absolutely the thrill to be there. Just just probably more excited about seeing the new camera as being at the yeah, origin. Yeah, so. Yeah. It is that sort of thing that can sink its teeth into you and people are happy to spend money on that sort of gear. Yeah. So, mate, all in all, big shout-out to Nikon. That was a great experience and uh, it, it was a great night. Forget the result. It was unfortunate that they got beat, but I am available for Game 3. You want, want to take me to Suncorp? I'm available. Well, we'll talk about that later. I might, have a, I might have a lead on that, my man. Two blokes <laughs> talking tech. Now we uh, we did see this at CES. Did you uh, venture into the Samsung? To be honest, booth? I'm going to be honest. I didn't. I didn't see I it. At saw CES. It, yeah. it was Jeff, only a Jeff, small. Jeff saw it at CES. It was a small corner of the Samsung booth. What we're talking about is Samsung's new frame TV. And what Which this- I have only like in days of conversation about this thing with both Samsung and Jeff, who was going to the event and writing about it. I still uh, probably only now I get it. I get what it is. So you you explain it to the folks what the hell it is because yeah, well, it's it's a very different concept to LG's wallpaper. Put it that way. It is. Yeah. Well, it, this this is a TV that that uses all of their their great technology for good picture quality and all of that's there. It's a TV that's probably not going to be purchased by someone who's all about the the speeds and feeds and and all the figures. It's going to be purchased by someone who wants something that looks nice on the wall. Someone who wants to mount the TV but also wants it to blend into their decor. Uh, so to that end, Samsung have created a television that basically looks like a picture frame. And when it's mounted on the wall, you can choose that there's detachable magnetic frame. So if you've got a, a white wall, you want a different color frame, you can detach the frames magnetically, pop them on, and it basically looks like a painting that you hang on your wall. And what, hang what, on, a painting, what adds to that? It's, it's a black screen. How does it look? No, like no, a it's not a black screen because when it's when it's in the off position, there's like a screen saver setting that's a very low power mode where you can display a work of art on the television screen. So like even when the photos off, you took at the football, there they, it comes with some um, some prepackaged works of art. Uh, there's a couple of like Aboriginal artists at the at the uh, event tonight, and their work is going to be included. So a lot, a lot of various Australian artists. But you can upload through the app a photo, or a family picture, or, or your favourite painting, whatever you want, and it will then load on the screen when it's in this screensaver mode. 
and it looks like you're looking at a painting. Like they had it really cleverly arranged where there was all these different pictures around and it. And that's the thing. When you see yeah. photos of these on people's websites, think, it's always got other TV. frames out around yeah, it, right? They've yeah. always got it pictured so there's other frames around it. And I it's don't smart. know. I actually need to see it without that. I need to see it just on a wall and whether it just looks silly having this picture frame on the wall. Ah, but cool. I imagine my lounge room, I don't know if you can picture it, but when you walk in, it, it, our, it's just a big white room with a bloody big TV at the end mm. of the room. And, and I wonder if that would look better if it was a picture Maybe. at the time. Yeah, I think it's I think it's more designed for, rather than large rooms, it's designed for spaces. So if you've got like a, a living room with a lot of stuff going on around it, maybe it'll look good. Maybe above a fireplace or something like that. You know, somewhere yeah. where a painting you'd normally hang we've a painting. Got a, we've got a little, you know, crappy little Dick Smith TV in the um, kind of kitchen uh, dining room area, just at the end of the room where you, you put Stan yeah, and yeah. Seinfeld on, so that while well, you're cooking dinner and having dinner or whatever. But then there's a couple of prints up on the wall there. I wonder whether this this that's the place for this. Yeah. But then then you say to yourself, Am I going to spend the three thousand two hundred ninety nine dollars on a fifty five inch yeah. picture frame? I think the the, the 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 customer this is aimed at. I don't think they're um, I care. They, no, well, they're, they're, I think it's all more an affluent customer. They're, they're someone who's sort yeah. of very cultured, that likes art for a start. If they're into art and they're into having a lovely decor in their home, that that's something they're going to maybe willing to spend a bit of money. But what I liked about the TV was the we, we I experimented with the sensors on the bottom. There's like a there's a light sensor and a motion sensor. So when you when say you, you the TV's on the port art mode, you go to bed, turn all the lights off. It detects there's no light in the room and then shuts off. It just goes blank. So if you if you turn the lights on in the room, then it'll it'll come up again according to the brightness in the room and display a work of art or your picture or whatever you want to do. Also, if you leave the room, it'll detect there's no movement in the room and turn it off as well. So there's all these safeguards. So you're not going to be having wasted energy. It's, it runs on very low power apparently on in this art mode. So... A really interesting move move for Samsung. You know, they're the number one TV manufacturer in the world, and they've, they offer QLED and Series 7, 8, 9. They've got their the uh, MU series as well. So plenty of choices. And for them to go to the effort of making a TV like this, you, you'd think that there's definitely a market for it where people don't just want a black box sitting, a black square sitting in the in the living room. They want something that recedes into the background and, and sort of work blends in a little bit more. It feels a lot to me like one of those, look at what we can do, not why we do it, you know, and that's good. I, I don't mind it. I love the idea. And I think that if, if anything we could learn from it is the idea of a screensaver isn't a bad thing. Think about your Apple TV. <clears throat> it does a really good job at you know going to screensaver mode and just having your eye photos, photos and stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Um all those beautiful you've seen those beautiful slow drone time lapse style yeah, shots. I mean they're, they're nice. beautiful they're on nice. the new generation yeah. Apple TV. Yeah. I like the idea of making the TV work when it's off, although I think people would question the power consumption. So it's really a question of uh, you know, how much power is it using and, and you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about Samsung's TV, I'm talking about just generally using screensavers as a concept. Yeah. I think it I think it has legs, the idea of a screensaver on any TV. And, and to be honest, I think LG have missed a trick here with their wallpaper TV because it would be perfectly placed to present a, a picture frame yeah. within the picture, let alone, you well, know, a yeah. photo. But it's a, sort of the the... The downside of the LG situation is that it's just it's spanking new brilliant technology that costs a lot of money. So it, it's if you're willing to pay the price, then of course it'll look fantastic, look like a painting on the wall. Samsung's TVs obviously are a lot cheaper than that, but it's it's um, I don't know. I think it's it's exclusive. To, is it exclusive to Harvey Norman? The Harvey Norman, I think, are going to have. 
It feels like a domain product, so yeah, it's probably going to yeah, be in well, the in well, the. Army. Well, they had Katie Page was at this launch tonight, and David Ackery, they're one of their bosses too. So uh, you you think that there's going to be some kind of relationship between Samsung and Harvey Norman, and Harvey Norman attracting the customer that would appreciate this sort of product, where they're not just after a a, a silver rectangle to hang on the wall or or put on a stand. Yeah. They want something that's sort of going to suit the decor and and not stand out as as an electronic product. Check it out. The Samsung Frame is what it's called. Uh, price is up to four six nine nine for the sixty five inch, and then the uh, the different metallic, oh, sorry, magnetic frames that look wooden and whatnot uh, are a whole extra price, depending on which one you want. But uh, check it out at eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. Well, see the incredible with the latest ULED TVs from Hisense. The all-new Hisense Series 7 is back with features consumers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian consumers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. ULED is a result of internationally patented technology to bring the best out of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include 4K UHD resolution, HDR plus wide colour gamut and local dimming for a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The stylish ULED Series 7 opens up Netflix to 4K HDR, Stan, Freeview Plus, along with YouTube, all built in. Using the Hisense interface, customising your TV to your viewing habits has never been easier thanks to the ribbon menu. The Hisense 4K ULED Series TVs come in 50, 55, 65 and a massive 75 inches. See for yourself today at your local electronics retailer. Hisense. See the incredible. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Travel along. Now, speaking of incredible, you got to give it to the folks okay. at Sphero, right? We talked about uh, Sphero. We talked about BB-8. We talked about Lightning McQueen uh, uh, about a month ago they've or a few weeks again. ago. They've done it again they've with a again. very different product, nothing like what they've done before, and it's a whole new area, basically putting them into a kind of an artificial intelligence uh, um, robotic space that you couldn't have imagined before. This is Spider-Man, and He's a little toy. Um, now, when I first saw him, I was I was kind of showing him over Skype um, as a kind of demonstration of it, and it, I thought it was a fluffy toy, to be honest. I thought it was a cuddly toy, but I was surprised it was kind of a, a hard rubber style um, outer, and it's a, it's a solid little unit. His arms move up and down, but apart from that, he's not robotic. He does the arms don't move on his own. You have to move them, but he has two eyes, and they are little LCD screens which can make yeah. him blink and Expressive change colours and things. Yes. <clears throat> now, the idea here is that it is an interactive toy. That does more than just you know um, you know tell a joke because it can do that. You can press a button and say tell me a joke and tells you a funny joke. It's very it's good fun, mm-hmm. but mate, it's the storytelling. It's basically a hundred cop- comic books in a, in a toy. So you could you could say to it take me on an adventure and he will tell you a story and make you interact with it. So, you know, we've got it. We're going across the road now. We need to jump across there. Jump now. And, you know, the kids are in the lounge room. My kids have been playing with it, jumping around and, you know, attack. And you've got to say attack. It responds by voice. It, it actions everything. And, uh, mate, it's a stunning little bit of kit. I, I'm I'm not great, convinced great. that people will understand it at first. That's the biggest challenge because it's not normal. It's, it's so new. But I think once kids under once kids play with it and start to muck around, this is a really fun bit of kit. Well, I, I described it as um, an interactive toy that gets to know you like your friend, becomes your friend, 
and it befriends you and gets to know you. I love how at the start of with the app you got to set up your your name. Yeah. Like my name was Supreme Shark, right. and my call my I had like laser call my super. Harry was Turbo Laser or something like that. And it, and it mentioned when you walk back in the room, like in the first thing in the morning, it'll say, "Oh, good morning," and then and in the afternoon, "Oh, good evening," and scared the daylights out of my <laughs> wife in the kitchen the first night. <laughs> yeah, well. It's, I've just got it in my office there, and it's 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 great entertainment where it like I love how you can say, "Oh, tell me a joke," and it tells you these really clever, a little bit like dad jokes almost, but yeah. pretty pretty clever jokes. I haven't heard a repeat yet either. Yeah, no, I think there's more than a hundred jokes, and then and then with the beauty of this, and, and Sphera have done this with their other products, the the BB8, and and sure to do it with Lightning McQueen, is that it's updatable. There'll yeah. be features that that come in new content, new stories, new jokes. And I'll bet your bottom dollar that when Spy, because the new Spider-Man movie comes yeah. out in a couple of weeks, Spider-Man Homecoming. You'll be able to watch along. Where, yeah, you watch along. When it comes out on Blu-ray, you can definitely bank on that. imagine happening. him going, watch this. Yeah. My favourite was thing. the kids were mucking around and they turned him upside down and, and, and he yeah. goes, an upside down kiss. <laughs> where have I seen that before? Yeah. And the kids didn't know what that meant, but well, it was in the, the Spider-Man, movie, right? Yeah, the Toby now, movie. Now, it's, it's $250, and I, I just want to say from the start, uh, you need to be, be aware. It's, it's, it says on the box, 8+. plus. So I made the mistake of saying little Harry who's five, because to be honest, a lot of stuff that we get sent, Jackson can use, and it's great. And so mm. I feel like he gets a lot of the stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I saw the box, and I knew what it was, and I said, Harry, this is awesome. This is going to be for you. And I opened up. We are playing with it. Struggled a bit to understand Harry because it's voice recognition, right? It's yeah. amazing. But Harry's five and, you know, the yeah. development of your voice and your tone and everything is, is yeah. not great. So it did struggle a bit. He needs to speak very clearly to have it understand him. Jackson, it's much better at understanding, but I do think it's more a kind of a 10-plus toy, to be honest, yeah. because, uh, you know, Australian access versus US, I think it's probably a 10-plus toy for uh, voice recognition, but it's it's a 5-plus toy in terms of fun and and, oh, yeah. and, and, and and games. Comic book lovers, and you're a massive comic book yeah. fan, this is, this is a whole new way to enjoy it's the comic cool. book experience. Yeah. It, it is, and it is that whole thing where it's not like a one-trick pony either where you can – that you buy a toy and it does this one thing really well and then that's it. This thing it it it, it, get, it grows and learns you and learns what you what you what you say and how you say it and and re- really can you become attached to it because it's like it's like adopting a friend. It's like it's like a, a little mate that you 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 bring into your home. Um, so I look forward to what, what's coming there. That's a, the beauty of this sort of toy is that you're making an investment. You know, it's, it's not the cheapest thing in the world, two fifty. Hmm. But you know that you're going to have some longevity with it because there's going to be all this content and all these updates and all these cool things it's going to do in the future. So, that if, if you're thinking of spending the money, it's a long-term investment you're going to yeah. be making there. Yeah. Uh, look, a ten-year-old is going to get four years' life out of this thing. It's Absolutely. going to tell stories for all that time. Two hundred fifty bucks at Apple stores, EB Games, Zing, and those kind of tech to go and news link at the at the airports. Uh, Great little product. Um, you know, if you think about, about it being the same-ish price as a BB-8, it's not as interactive as a BB-8 in terms of its well, it's it moving around. Move. <laughs> but I think I think it's a I think it's a better toy because BB-8 sits in a corner until you want to play with it. Yeah. Whereas Spider-Man can sit in your room. And by the way, sit it on your bedside table, and as you leave the room, you say, "Guard my room." And when someone walks in, it'll go, "Hey, beware!" and stuff like that. Um, and it will actually report back on who was in your, you know, the number of times people came in your room. Sentry mode is it called? Sentry mode. Yeah. And and That's when you want him to shut up, you just say, "Go to sleep." And he goes, well, "Oh, I'm going to have a snooze." I realised that I was pressing double click. I said, "Mate, I haven't got time for this big story. Come on, <laughs> can you shut up now?" But you so say, "What?" You just say, "Go to sleep," and yeah. it'll do that. Right? I remember that. I was a double click and yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. you know what. <laughs> 
go to sleep. That's the commandment, and he'll go, go to sleep, sleep until right. you wake him up so again. All the, if, some, if, if any of our listeners have already got Spider-Man, go to sleep. We've all put their Spider-Mans to sleep. You've got to press the button. You've got to double-click oh, his chest to, first. Oh, so you've got to double-click it anyway. Yeah, the whole point is you okay. double-click the chest to give him a command. I understand. Did you need me to run through no, the instructions, no, I, mate? I know that. I just did it. I was just double clicking and not saying anything. Just hoping, hoping he'd go back into standby mode or something. It's just, it's not like, hey Siri, like two blokes talking tech on iTunes. I wonder if that works. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if your phone just woke up then and oh, gave no, us a five a star review. People are going to tweet us. I tell no, you no, that right you now. You should say, hey Siri, give two blokes talking tech a five star review. That's what you should. I'm just say. leaving the gap so that it happens. <laughs> I hope okay. so. Okay. It'd be good, wouldn't it? Fantastic. We would appreciate the odd we, review. We we, we've had some great ones. We deserve um, it. Oh, we deserve it. Oh, okay. We deserve it's it. Bit... We work hard. Well, do we really? <laughs> Speak for yourself, mate. It's 30 minutes, hard. 30, 40 minutes, mate. It's not exactly work. It's more than 30, 40. Someone said that to me today. Travel, like, you work really hard. We travel really the world, mate. We That's travel the world work. to do it. Are you kidding um, but no, we would appreciate the odd uh, review. Happy to give shout outs to yeah. uh, to listeners if you're that desperate for acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, on and, and, iTunes. And if you bag us on Twitter, you know, you'll you might you might get a bit oh, of a yeah. comeback. Didn't Stephen? Didn't you fire it up the other day? What was oh, that about? Yeah, well, some guy just accuses of being imposters and saying, "Oh, what have you guys ever done in the tech world?" And I think, well, I mean, we just carved him up, didn't what, we? What the hell do you mean? Didn't mate? he disappear under oh, a rock? Yeah. Well, you know, the two blokes uh, pushed around, mate. It's probably a rock spider. Um, <laughs> Two blokes talking tech uh, uh, reviews, details, photos of Spider-Man at eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. Well, Kogan Mobile's in the news again. and What a shock. Uh, Ruslan Kogan in the news. It's it's a, uh, a story about their new competitive data-only plans, the mobile broadband plans, which... They have offered in the past, you pointed out. They, yeah. This isn't new news, but it's newer plans. Yeah, bigger and newer plans. So they had a two-gig plan before for 15 bucks. They've now got an eight-gig plan for $30, $29.90 yep. with, the, with the same Kogan spin of if you pay in advance, you're going to save money, which yeah. is good. You know, pay 12 months Mate, in advance. I think that's a great idea. Not many other companies do that. No, no. Does any other company do that? I yeah, think Aldi, Aldi uh, had a deal. Aldi to have that. a like you can you can get a Vodafone. That's, um, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's very that's good. Pretty good. And the and thirty gig, what forty nine ninety, and what is it five forty nine ninety, which is equivalent to what forty 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 five dollars twenty for thirty days. Like that, that's that's smart. You, you lock them in for the year with one payment rather than having to get debited every month. It's smart, and you know, being mobile broadband and Ford, the Vodafone four G network is is flying at the moment. It's it's a, it's yeah. going well. So look, we're talking about here. If you have got a tablet, you got an iPad or a Samsung or another yeah. tablet that has a SIM slot, you got a laptop with a SIM slot, you got a little mobile, mobile broadband hotspot, hotspot yep. and it's unlocked. You can now get a SIM from Kogan, have thirty gigabytes a month. Now here's here's where this sits, right? Now thirty gig isn't a lot for a whole family, but if you've got crappy ADSL and just now and then need good downloads, yeah. fifty bucks a month. Gives a nice little hotspot in the in the house in the lounge room where you could stream your that, that, that's that's like thirty hours of high definition viewing, let alone anything else. So there's a bunch of Netflix you could watch for that. So Absolutely. I know it's adding to the cost of Netflix, but so you, some people don't have great internet. Well, and, and some people might be renting an apartment or something, yeah. and they don't want to have to bring in people to put in a, a ADSL line or a modem. This that, is a great solution. And so comparatively, I had a look at a few others. So thirty bucks gives you eight gig with Kogan, thirty five dollars gives you six gig with Amazim, thirty dollars gives you seven gig with Vodafone. And $35 gives you 10 gig with Optus. $25 gives you 5 gig. So it's it's actually quite price competitive with Optus. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, look, it's 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 very good value. It's not 
runaway, amazing, outstanding value. It's just slightly better value, which always is what Kogan does. Just want to be yeah. price competitive when you when people are using whistleout.com.au and you know doing a search. They want price competitiveness. That's what they want in this world. Absolutely right. And 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 you you notice that I remember looking back, you know, you know, you I look back on every day on Facebook, you know, you get on this day and you look back at all my old stories. I remember looking back at a when the iPhone, the first, I think the iPhone 3GS came out. Yep. It said, Oh, it, I remember writing the story when I was at the telly saying it was $99 a month and you get 1.5 gig of data a month. Yeah. And you thought, wow, how much more data could I possibly want? And now look at us, we're talking that was the top 30 end. gig. And that, that was the top, that was the top plan, end. yeah. And now look at us, all the data we're using now, that is the battleground. Calls, texts, we all get this, everyone's unlimited, it all happens. That is the the battleground. I've just actually switched my son over to Vodafone. He's now Vodafone with a massive amount of data because he was always going over his Optus plan. He had, I think, he, he, had a, he just finished a two-year plan that had – Eight gig of data, and he was just always going over it. Now he's got twenty-two gig of data, so he should be right. <laughs> I think he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? He'll Me smash too. it. I'll bet you he does. No, no, you better not. Well, it's in his name now. He pays the bills. So he, I, it was in my name because he was under eighteen when he first started it. And just a couple of weeks, ago, I said, "Mate, we're doing. We're switching it to your name, and you're gonna. We're gonna have change of ownership, and then we're gonna change you. Then we'll get online and get you a better plan. And that's what we did." Good work. Good work, Dad. Uh, if you want details of the Kogan plan, so techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Meet Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you a reliable, secure and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no more drop connections through walls, just Better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square meters with the with the full big version. Uh, less if you want the uh, the smaller versions of Orbi through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs, and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favorite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll have ultra fast Wi-Fi speeds, and it maximizes the existing speed that you're paying for using your existing modem, you just plug in the Orbi Wi-Fi system. Sleek design, state-of-the-art technology steals the show, gives a superior home Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. A couple of quick things before we do the minute reviews. Um, we talked a bit about Foxtel Play becoming Foxtel Now. Um, you know, I knew what we knew what was going to happen. They cut some channels. Though I'd, I'd heard they were going to add HD and Chromecast. That's that all came to fruition. They rebranded essentially. They they changed the logo, yeah. and it was interesting to me because that's across the board, that's across the company. Oh, yeah. The Foxtel logo changed. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But it's it's a complete reshuffle. Essentially, what they're doing is, and it'll they've take gone, it takes. Sorry, they've gone from caps to lowercase. To correct, and a yeah. really weird logo. <laughs> um, but it's a real complete reshuffle. So basically, you've currently. In the Google Store, you had a Foxtel Guide app, you had a Foxtel Go, you had Foxtel Play. There's now going to be My Foxtel, which is how you the guide and how you manage your account and do live support and things. There's Foxtel Now, which is for streaming customers only. And then the Foxtel Go app is going to be replaced or renamed, just be called Foxtel. 
So the Foxtel app will be used by people like you and me who've got Foxtel. Yeah, who've got cable or satellite connection and can log in and, and stream stuff. Yep. Foxtel now is for people who want just the internet streaming product. Ten dollars a month without entry a set level. Top box without a set top box. Yep. Ten dollars a month gets you in, and if you want to add sport, it's thirty nine dollars will get you sport in total. So now, you've got to have, got to have the $10, first, $10 entry pack. And then add 29 And then add 29 So if you want your movies, if you want your sport, if you want your Game of Thrones, you're paying, so the, you're paying no, 100 a month. No, so um, uh, Game if of Thrones is 15 Game of Thrones was 15, 15 plus 10 No, no, 15 You can get Game of Thrones. It's 15 plus 10 It's not, mate. You can get the so Game of Thrones. So 15 on its own. Yep, $15. So I thought that you had to have one of the, no. the starter packs. No, you can get one of the Game of Thrones So that's on changed, has it, in the last few days? In the Foxtel Now announcement, that was what they said. You can get Game of Thrones for as little as $15 a month. I'm going to do a little search here, mate. Okay. Because I, uh, my understanding is that you needed to have the... One of the starter packs, like, you know, kids or Docos right. or one of those. And then add the 15. And then build to it. Just like sport. Sport's 29 yeah, yeah, yeah. plus the 10. Oh, I, I saw that. I, I understood they were marketing the Game of Thrones at $15. If it is, they're deceptively marketing it so that you've got to add that to the to the 10. But here's my thing. Oh, the, the changes aren't radical, right? The, the, the channel packs did change slightly. Some channels would decrease. But the prices didn't change, right? That didn't change at all. Um, the other thing that changed was the addition of Chromecast and a higher bitrate streaming. Can we look at the Foxtel website instead of yours? Just for the oh, just absolute remedy. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just thinking, Stephen's searching. I'm happy to be, I'm happy to, you know, get the final view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so the package, the product didn't really change, Stephen. And this is what's interesting to me. The logo changed. So it's basically a rebrand. The price didn't change much at all. Um, the, the content offering isn't that much different. So what changed is HD and Chromecast. So I thought, does it matter? So okay. what I did is I, I got a login from them. I asked for a login that I could test. Yeah. I put it on my phone and a tablet. And, mate, I watched the Canadian Grand Prix via the internet. So, so into your iPad, yep. to your Chromecast, yep. to your TV. Projector, big screen. HD. 720 HD. Still HD. It's HD, yeah. but it's Technically, not. Technically, it's still HD. Correct, but let's be clear. Foxtel have the best quality broadcast HD on the planet via that IQ box, box. right? If you've got IQ2 and you've got HD, it's beautiful. Yeah. Rugby League, Formula 1, whatever you want, it's beautiful, IQ3, right? Mate. Now, IQ2, IQ3, whatever. Um, the the quality of their HD is, is unsurpassed in Australian um, broadcast, right? Yeah. So it looks great. downgrading to 720 is a downgrade. But I've got to be honest, but, but here's on, the thing. Are they doing that because it's it's broadband? It's not like coming in a cable. This is, isn't this to save the customer no. data? It's to save them money because they've got to stream, pump out yeah. the streams as well, yeah, right? Sure, sure. So let me be clear. And, and I can tell you this is why the TV networks aren't in HD on their iViews and all that kind of stuff as well. It's because yeah. it costs money. Yeah. Every time they increase the quality, it costs them money with their streaming provider, right? So don't get me – don't think at anything other than it's saving them money. Yeah. So 720, it actually, you know what? I'm going to say didn't look bad. Now, yes, a video file is going to be awfully put off by the artifacts in a streamed 720. But, mate, I love my Formula One. Yeah. Love my Formula One. And I watched a whole Grand Prix and, and went, you know what? This is fine. I flicked between the, the IQ3 and the stream and went, yeah, I can see the difference. Yeah. But I, and then I forgot I was you, watching you were it. You projected on a big screen. So. And I watched Le Mans 24 hours for basically 20 hours of it. Yeah. On, just in, 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 it was in, on in the lounge room or the kitchen yeah. all the time streaming. your family enjoy that. They loved it. <laughs> so my, my, what I'm saying to you is the brand change was required. They had to change the logo, mate, because the product didn't change that much. They needed a radical look. It needed to look radically different 
so that you could feel like you were getting a different product. The product isn't that different, but the HD is better. It's 720 streaming, 1080 on demand. So if you watch on demand content, it's 1080. So there, there is a huge quality benefit over the previous one. The Chromecast support is brilliant. And did and and when it when it it's it's, it's going to come to smart TVs, the app, isn't it? I assume so. Yeah. But. And my information is that when it does come to, say, your Samsung or LG or whatever Sony TV you happen, happen to have, yeah. that watching it through that app, it's going to be in standard definition. It's uh, not going to no, be no. HD. No. So the if you've got the current Foxtel Play app and you log into your Foxtel Now account, it'll be in standard definition. If your television gets the Foxtel Now app, yeah. it will be in 720. It will, so like, like it, it would be through the Chromecast? Yes. Okay, so if you're using your Foxtel now logging through Play, it dumbs it down to, sh- to standard. Correct. Def. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm on the Foxtel. What have we learned? What have we learned here? And uh, it does say that uh, there are. It's, uh, go back a screen to the starter packs. Yeah. And drama oh, is drama one of them. Drama is one of the starter packs. Yeah. So stop. Can we just can we just clarify here? Okay. Because hang on. Is I right? Pop and drama packs for twenty five a month. Oh, so you can get two for twenty five. Yeah. Okay. So basically, so if you just five... get because look, let's just let's just have the answer the Game of Thrones question. Game of Thrones questions so is you can you can get drama Foxtel or Pop is on that pack, isn't yep, it? Yep. So one or the other is fifteen. Yep. Both is twenty five. Yep. Okay. So you can if you're if you desperately want Game of Thrones, you can sign up without a contract for fifteen dollars a month and get Game of Thrones, and you can then if you wanted to add twenty nine dollars to that and get the Rugby League and the Formula One as well. Yeah. So yeah, fifteen dollar minimum. Okay. Ten dollar minimum, but fifteen dollars for game. I, of I think, like we've how many times in the past I was we, right. we've talked about <laughs> this time. <laughs> uh, we, we've talked about in the past the the. Value. I love the way, by the way, you twisted my winning the license conversation into a whole friggin' blog Seriously? article suggesting that you'd found a new whole friggin' regime. Mate, that, it's yeah, hilarious. You know that story went crazy. Yeah, right? Yahoo are running it on their website. They wanted to run it on their website. I think I don't know whether they're already done or not. But it, it created a, a conversation. It created – it was like a, a would they or wouldn't they. Yeah. And I've got some great quotes from a friend of ours. But getting back to Game of Thrones, yeah. the how many times in the past have we – remember in the, whenever we talked about all the pirated shows and how – I know you we were saying, oh, well, that, that's Fox Hill's jewel in the crown. They're yeah. not going to give that up easy. No. And to people, people aren't going to pay one hundred and thirty-five dollars a month to watch Game of Thrones. It's come down to fifteen now. Fifteen bucks. And by the way, season seven, July seven, July seventeen, it kicks off. Which for a Throne fan, and I know you're not one of them, Game of Thrones fans are dead set, just gagging, waiting for this to to come around. So that is superb value that I think a lot of people are going to take up. Yeah, I agree. And this is the thing. So the value proposition has slightly changed. Yes, you can now, there's a different channel configuration for the Game of Thrones. But my point is that actually Foxtel now is bloody brilliant. And I had some bloke knock the hell out of me over my review on it because he's like, oh, it's an outrageous, you know, clear advertorial. So I mean, mate, you're an idiot because, like, <laughs> it's not. I'm making a judgment here that I've used Foxtel on my phone a million times before and it's yeah. been okay. But now it's yeah. unbelievable because I can push it onto any screen. Yeah. So here's the thing. I pay $65 a month for an IQ3 box with the basic package and sport at home. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of it. Getting rid of it because I can now here, – here's what happens. You've now, got Foxtel back on it, have you now? No, I've had it just in my office, nowhere else in the house. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So you just told the family you got rid of yeah, Foxtel. That's okay. right. Yep. Good on you. Yep, yep, good times. Love your open policy um, at home. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so now I can have Foxtel now on my phone and my tablet, and Amanda can have it on her phone and tablet. And if and we're how many, how many people can use it on the one account? Oh, great question. Two at a time, yeah. five devices or something like that. Yeah. Um, but now I can be. We've. I mean, I'm lucky. I've got. We've got four TVs at home. We've got one in the lounge room, one in the kind of dining room, one, one in the one in the bedroom. Oh no, mate, TV? no, that's on my brother-in-law's boat. Yeah. Is that right? Um, and one in, and I've got the projector in the man cave, right? So if I've got a Chromecast on each one of those, so I can now watch television in every in any room I choose. And with Foxtel at the moment, I nearly said Foxtel now. Foxtel at the moment, I've got to I've got to pay fifteen dollars for a box in every room and cabling and all that stuff. Yeah. This, my view is, this is the future of Foxtel. So it's yeah. in five years from now, they won't be installing IQ boxes and cable, but the big change needs yeah. to occur is their packaging. People don't want a package. They want to a la carte. I disagree. The big change is the quality. You, you In the future. The quality, well, the, the, they've got to be able to give you the quality. Look, 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 oh, where, no. look no. where we're sitting right now, okay? Do you, reckon, if, do you reckon if I had a chance, do you reckon I'm going to have this set up to stream something that's not going to be the best quality? Okay, I'll stop you there. Have you watched Netflix in 4K on this screen? Does it look good? Looks good, but not as good as watching it off a disc. 4K off a disc, I, not many people can tell the difference. I can tell the difference. Right, yeah. so uh, 1080 from the IQ3 on this screen. Looks, looks nice. Looks amazing. Looks great. And yeah. streamed 1080 versus Stream Foxtel 1080. 1080? Yeah, not as good. So you're anti-streaming full stop. No, no, I'm not anti-streaming. I'm just saying that. And look, I'm probably in the minority here. Like, not everyone's going to have set up like I've got here, where you know I, I built this to have a quality experience, not to just just to stream something off a Chromecast. I, I did this for a reason. So, so yeah, I, I get your point there, but that is a huge minority. My yeah. point is that, and they'll never confirm it or deny it or anything, but. Foxtel could stream in 4K today if they if all their content was delivered in it'd, 4K, right? It would, cost a, it would just cost, cost a bomb. Though. So that's never going to happen. Yeah. But it will happen in the future. But hang on a minute. We've got a little thing called the NBN. Isn't that going to help things? No, but it doesn't help their costs. Well, it, but it doesn't. Term, it doesn't bring it, down. Won't the it price. help them though? But in in this, let's let's look five years into the future where the whole country is connected with the NBN yeah, and. Nearly everyone's happy with it. Yep. Won't the speed and efficiency create some kind of win for them where they could pu- pump this stuff out cheaper? No, than you're, what miss- they you're missing the point. They could stream in 4K today. Mm. There's no infrastructure reason why not. The reason they don't is because the cost of delivering 4K via the internet to their customers mm. is enormous. Mate, I can tell you this because at SPS, when we're doing well, the budget, no, 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 just let me finish. When we're doing the budget, for the, uh, the whole organisation, I can remember being in meetings where we were having a conversation about what the cost of streaming is. And if we went to HD, because we're talking about importing HD and all this stuff, mm. the cost would have gone from here to here yeah. and, mate, there's no way the business would fathom that. So we only went to you know somewhere in between where the budget would allow. It's all about the cost of the business. And if the cost of the business delivery goes up, the cost of the customer has to go up. Cost, customers are not well, prepared no, to pay more. That's what I was going to say. Well, Netflix do it. They've got like a top tier where you pay $15 a month and you can get 4K. Yeah. So Foxtel's already Foxtel at 15 needs, a month. They need to get to their, a point for though. their one pack. Say you're a Game yeah. of Thrones fan. What do you, what what's going to have to happen from here for Foxtel to, to flick the switch on 4K? Well, a they need a they need a massive increase in customer base so that it, it can logically make sense that a number of people will pay for it, and secondly, they need to see the demand. Well, look at I think it'd be fair to say this year, you you can't not buy a 4K TV. 
That's right. Yep. It's it's ninety five percent of TVs you people will buy this year be four K. Yeah. So we've that's got great. We're great. selling a million TVs a year, and there are twenty million in the country. That okay, but four K is here. Four K content is there. So why, why like I've got a box over there connected to a pretty sophisticated box. Why can't they? They uh, I know it's, it's. Why can't the, they deliver four K now I, by I, I the by a, the cable? I pay one hundred and thirty five dollars a month, yep. and Foxtel can't give me four K, but I can pay fifteen dollars a month and get four K on Netflix. Explain so, that to me. Because they have a limited amount of bandwidth down the pipe, right? So they can only send so many channels down their cable, and certainly to satellite, that's never going to happen, right? Never, you'll never ever ever get four K on satellite. But on cable, they've only got a certain amount of bandwidth, so they would need to drop X number of channels to make space for the 4K, and the demand is just not there. The content yeah. is, because I can watch, in in England, I can watch the Formula 1 in 4K. But so you're saying that rather than, so so in the Netflix model, there's a 4K, if you've got a 4K TV, it senses it's a 4K TV, they've got a brilliant streaming technology that, that adapts Adaptive it and, and, and it does it well. So can't Foxtel then offer the, rather than having a dedicated 4K channel, offer the customer the option of watching, say, say you've got... Transformers, new Transformers movie. Do you want to watch it in HD or watch it in 4K? Can't they individualise programming yes. so that that would be a bit more efficient in terms of cost for them? Yes, so but not everyone's going to want to watch the 4K. Correct, but the, but the problem is they need they need a, a critical mass of people that will want the 4K to justify the investment in the bandwidth to provide the 4K. Well, it's, it's, a, the it's a chicken field, and egg, mate. It's the field of dreams thing, mate. If you build it, they will come. Oh, well, mate, you talk, if you, you talk offer to 4K... They'll do it. Well, hang on. Foxtel now, would it be fair to say, is a direct result of the entrance of Netflix and Stan and these other sources? No doubt, yep. So Stan's now doing 4K. Netflix is now doing 4K. Hello, guess who's not doing 4K? Mate, I don't disagree, 100%. But, this it, is, but it, you've also got to look at it from this point of view. Foxtel don't want you, Stephen Fanning, to stop spending $135 on Foxtel. Well, I don't anymore. I'm just saying that they've yeah. got millions of people yeah. are spending big bucks with Foxtel. They don't want them all to suddenly disappear. They not. need them to migrate over time. So what? here's what I believe Foxtel's plan is. My, my belief their plan is they've got, let's say they've got 3 million, it's a rough number, but they've got 3 million people with Foxtel cable at home. Let's say they've got a million who have Foxtel now. They need Foxtel now to get to 3 million so that they can start being happy with the migration of the cable customers. And so what they would do then is start yeah. the migration. Do you know what I mean? They need to they need to get to a bigger customer base, yeah. revenue, because they, they've got to be careful they don't, they don't minimise their average revenue per user. I mean, we're getting a bit technical but on that, the business but, here. But that's, but that's another good point of Foxtel and Foxtel now is that I think it's going to cannibalise the business a bit. Because there's a lot of people going to think, well, what the hell do I want my pay? I, so I agree wholeheartedly, and I wrote that in my review. I'm ready to. I'm. I'm going to cut the cord, because and so I'm. I'm cannibalising their business with this concept, right? But I guarantee you that three million homes will not do that overnight. Mm. Now, mate, I'd be amazed if ten percent of their customers went, oh, no, we don't need that box anymore because most people with Foxtel have been customers for so long, they love IQ for its recording and well, stuff, yeah, well, right? that's a point we should make. Like Foxtel now, you can't record. Yeah, but you've got catch-up for catch everything, up. right? Okay. So, it's, it's, again, it's a yeah. shift. For those 3 million people, it's a shift to understanding that catch-up exists, frankly, right? Mm. They don't even know. You don't need to record so stuff record anymore. Anything, Why are you recording look, anything? Yeah, it's all available as catch-up, yeah, yeah, right? I don't. Yeah, that's right. So, it's, it's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. So, what I'm saying but is it's a slow drip. This is my point. So, it's in five years from now, now, yeah. I reckon their projections are in five years from now, that 3 million is at 2.5 or 2, right? Yeah. 
So they've still got 2 million customers with cable or satellite and they've grown their their internet subscriptions, Foxtel Now, from 1 million to 4 million or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they'll have this critical mass which will allow them then to start really pushing more stuff, whether it's better value, more whatever, into the into the streaming package to start to eke that extra like bit of cash out. The, of the, the aim here would be to go for volume, you know, ra- rather than That's keep keeping yeah, keep They're the going- customers rather than keeping the customers who are paying a hundred bucks a month get a. a- a whole heap more paying fifty bucks a month. Yes, but or you can't. You got to remember, this is they're, they're they're making millions a day out of those three million customers, right? So they can't lose them overnight. So what you do is, in five years, you're down to two million there. So your average revenue per user stays the same, but it's it's less the users. Ahu, yes, yes, and and you've you 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 got when you've got four million paying streaming subscribers, that's when you start to say, right, hey guys, for 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 four dollars a month, you can have four K, and then if you get twenty percent take up of that, you revenue per user goes up. So you see what I mean? It's a slow yeah. evolution so towards want, the future. They want to see they want to build the road before you drive it rather than drive it on the dirt before building the road. So yeah, with, bit, with the 4K yeah. situation. Yeah, they want to see that. people migrating to the system using the system before they say, "Well, we've got enough of you here now, let's talk 4K." That's right. That's that that's how it's probably going to be, isn't it? 100%. There you go. Two bucks. Sooner the better. Two bucks talking tech. I oh, know you're not a cyclist, are you, Trevor? Oh, mate, massive. Uh, yeah. I got the Lycra and I got Bob and Ed Road. And... No. Middle aged man in Lycra? Not a bit. Mate, can you imagine this body in Lycra? I mean, that would be <laughs> awful. There are some really sick people in the world if you'd ever want to see that. Okay, well, uh, just changing gear slightly, we're, we're talking about a new Bluetooth, the first Bluetooth smart cycling helmet from a company called Senna. Uh, it's called the X One, and Senna's a company that's that's not 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 spelt the not same way as the great C N A. Yeah, they've say Foxtel. Senna has already built a great business with motorcyclists, so that they build Bluetooth accessories for helmets, so that you can connect to your phone, you can talk to other riders in in your group. Now, what they've done is brought those smarts to the bicycle helmet and created four Bluetooth connectivity. So you can pair your phone. So if you want to hear your music, hear your calls, make and receive calls, hear your GPS instructions. Uh, and they've also made it so that the device can act as a bit of a communicator as well. So if, you, if you're riding with three or four other people who happen to have the same Bluetooth, uh, same helmets as you, say your family or your mates, mm. you can then all talk to each other within a 900-metre range. It becomes a bit of an intercom as well. Now, the speakers are located the, above each ear, and the microphone, would you believe, is located right in the front of the helmet and it's got a directional mic to pick up your voice. And I've, I've tested it between two Bluetooth devices. It's remarkably clear. And it's obviously got all the, all the safety features of a regular helmet. It's ventilated. It's padded for comfort. It's got a chin leather and nylon chin strap as well. Uh, and it's only Did you get on a bike and ride it? Uh, I didn't, but I tried it on and I tested it with another Bluetooth device. And uh, it, it is it is really clear. I paired my phone, was listening to the radio through it as well, uh, and listening to my music. Uh, Eight o'clock so, weeknights, talking lifestyle. There you have it. Yeah, yeah no, it wasn't at that time of the day, but it was. Uh, Appreciate your support. It man. was. Uh, no, look, if you're a cyclist, and look, you want to use your phone safely. It's like being in a car. You you want to use your your phone safely while you're driving. If you're riding, you want to do the same thing. This is a product that can help you do it. 
It's the Senna X1. It's $269, which I think is pretty affordable because a, a regular bicycle helmet doesn't cost much different to that. Mm. So uh, it's mrmobile.net.au. Details are on my story on Tech Guide. But later this year, they're going to come up with the X1 Pro. And this includes a camera in the front of the helmet. So you know how a lot of riders have a GoPros mm. on them? This is going to be like your dash cam for, for cyclists. So it's going to have all those Bluetooth features as the X1 with the addition of the camera. So you can, whether you want to just t- film your ride, you might be riding through picturesque you know, scenery, and it can also act as a bit of a dash cam because if something happens on the road, this video can sort of decide liability. And, and if there's a claim, what your word against theirs, you've got video evidence of whatever happened. So there's that addition as well. The X1 Pro is going to be out later this year. It's going to be three ninety nine, two six nine. The X1, uh, if you put your order in now, the stock's going to arrive the next week or so. Two bucks talking tech. Check it out at uh, techguide.com.au. I feel like you um, just pulled a Swifty there and got an extra review in because I've stolen money review spots. Is that is that what just happened? Why did you include this product? No, I feel that's what just happened first. Yeah. Well, we're going to start. Is this the start of the? No. Minute? Well, is this um, the start of the minute review. I'm now? just oh, flagging. First, I'm just flagging for people that that st- I've taken one of Stephen's review well, spots got, and well, and I feel chance, like you've just thrown you another a, one in. You got a chance to what editorialize. What else, Fox? Tell mate, that's all good. Isn't it? Oh, mate, show works. One by one. Exactly oh, yeah, right. cheers. Exactly no worries. Right. I might continue those interviews next week for the next second like. <laughs> um, all right, your first Good luck product. with that is all yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. Good luck with that. Mate, there's a couple of blokes around who is that right? pretty switched and on. So how do you what, So what makes you leader, to quote a, to quote a line out of the Warriors? So mainly because I'm a bloke that holds the microphone <laughs> and edits the thing every week. And edits the thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, mate. Yeah. Good on you. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about the ugliest uh, product <laughs> in the history of the world. Well, that, that's a bit of a harsh criticism because uh, we're talking about the I am buttons. This idiot, Will I am, right, has yeah. sold his soul to a million people over the years. If I if I see him in another tech event, I'll be blown away. I saw him on the Graham Norton show the other night. He was wearing these friggin' earphones during the interview. Like, really? take him out, you idiot. Take him out, you idiot. Well, let me just explain what they are. Now, these are earphones created by... Can I explain? They're 20-cent pieces on your ears. (laughs) Yeah, they're about that size. Maybe not quite as big as that, but they're inspired by a vinyl record. The shape of these, so it's it's a it's a it's a metal disc that hangs on the edge on the end of the of your earpiece. So looks like you're wearing a big earring. So imagine a nice set of in earbuds with a stupid twenty cent piece vinyl record on. So if if you're after a discreet pair of headphones, look elsewhere. Look elsewhere. (laughs) So with these, they've got the big discs on the outside, and so we've established you look like an idiot. How they sound? They well, I'll get to that in a moment. But the fit, like the comfort and fit of the earphones for me was a bit of an issue. I don't know whether I got different ears or everyone else, but I tried most of. Don't the, be self conscious, mate. You got great ears. <laughs> most of the you get like nine thousand, not nine thousand, like about sixteen silicon tips, so you can get find the right fit with the wings and the and the tips and the. And I tried them all, and I just couldn't get these things to fit right. I think mainly for the reason because this big disc on the outside sort of puts the weight on the outside of the ear on the earbud, and it, and it, and for me anyway, me just turning around or, or the cable catching on my clothes pulled them out of my ear. So forget it. If you're going to use these in the gym, forget about it. They will not stay in your ear. So 
designed to be as like an accessory because when you, when you put the two discs together, they're magnetic, so you can wear them around your neck like a, like a necklace. So it's like a, a little fashion statement as well, all right? So if you're in your style, they're the, the, the marketing this as sort of a, as, as, as much a fashion accessory as it is an audio product, okay? So if that's your go, good luck, good luck to, you. to you in your life, right? So <laughs> Not that there's anything great. wrong with that. Good. Now, on the audio side... Like best 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 description would be for the price you're paying three hundred dollars for these two ninety nine or two eighty nine, and you're up there in the sort of the Bose Sony level, right? You're good the good earphone levels, and the sound just wasn't in the same ballpark as those other brands. It, yeah. it was good, not great. I think mainly for my for my like I, I reviewed them hearing it myself, like my music and everything else. The reason it was it didn't sound as good for me is because I just couldn't get that tight yeah. fit. I couldn't get it to fit right. Man, I, uh, I don't know when it was, walk to school with your kids' day or whatever it was. I walked yeah. the kids' to school and I wore these things on the walked, way home. Walked to school, caught a cab home. Is that right? No, I walked home, mate. <laughs> and I looked like an idiot. I felt worse. I felt more self-conscious than I do wearing the AirPods. And, yeah, yeah that, they, I, they I were full. Oh, I wear the AirPods. I like the AirPods. Yeah. I like them. I wear them. Okay. These, on the other hand, they're a different story. Well, I felt as self-conscious you know, it's, it's wearing like, them, like, and they did. They fell out all the time, and the audio was very soft. I think it's the yeah. same thing. They weren't pushed in far enough. Yeah, well, that, that, that's the thing with me. Anyway, but, that's enough. You can the, find oh, – okay. no, no, here's the thing, though. I want to explain one more thing. Have you seen the packaging for this thing? Yeah. The packaging – like there, there's Kendall Jenner and Naomi Campbell. You know, Naomi Campbell's supermodel, Kendall Jenner, Kim Kardashian's little sister, right? Oh. They're, they're famous for being famous, all these people, right? They're, they've got skin in the game. They're part of the business. Then they're also part of the marketing. On the front of the box – now, I've, I'm, I'm as down with everyone else, okay? On the front of the box, it says Bluetooth earphones – for the dope, it like says it. this on the box, right? That's and dope. That's man. that's meant to be for the, for the if hip. It's dope. It's great, but you think like I, I wrote in my review. I said, "Who are you calling the dope? Like what 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 are you calling your dope for? Do you think customers are going to gravitate I, to that corner? They, they just they just don't know in Australia what a dope is. Maybe I, I don't. Know. I don't think a dope is the same thing in America. I don't think if you call well, someone dope, a dope, well, dope no, is I know, marijuana. It well, dope is dope. Yeah, but I don't, for I, the dope, I think dope. I think so. Dope marijuana or um, and, you know, hip cool. hip cool. Yeah, but in Australia, dope. a dope is an idiot. Yeah, and and also if something's if something's good, they say oh, that's sick, which means it's good. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Is, is that how the kids talk nowadays? Mate, you are <laughs> sounding very old. No, no, I just Details, review, photos, techguide.com.au. It's the first hook of the show. 304 episodes. It's the first hook of the show. They're the worst product ever. Yeah, well, not not too bad. Good, not great. Best I can. Oh, can I just review? Are we still going with the yeah, review? I may as well just can I, it in. can I just read you my verdict, okay? Sure, my verdict we've, is. We've sat here for long enough for this minute. The IM Plus buttons have a unique look. <laughs> if, if, that, if that's what you're interested in, okay? If that's what you're interested in, they've got a unique look and <laughs> decent audio, audio quality to create an interesting package. But the celebrities on the packaging and the style it's trying to create can't take the product from good to great. I just realised that rhymed. I'm a poet. I didn't even know it. I'm going to summarise that much quicker for you. <laughs> they've got a good personality. <laughs> okay. They're not that good looking, but they've got a good personality. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> Isn't that why your missus married you, mate? Isn't that, <laughs> Isn't that you got the start there? 
<laughs> she had eyes for Andrew Eddinghouse and she ended up with me. How's that for a life? Eh? That's why that big picture and signed jumper is on the bedroom wall, isn't it? Shut <laughs> right, the second review. Trevor's taking it over, by the way. Trevor said, I'm having one of the reviews well, mate, now. They're, not, they're, not, they're just called the minute reviews, mate. I'm allowed to have a go as well. Of course you are. I mean, back in the day, can I, I had a job. Can I hold the microphone? Back, no, back in the day, I had a job and I didn't have time to do the number of reviews that we now currently do, mate. Yeah. I've moved up in the world, hey, champ. Come I'm, on. I'm happy to share the reviews, mate. There's no, you know, you're talking about interviewing other blokes and I'm offering <laughs> other reviews. So... What do you want here? Imagine coming into the end of that and going, I'm talking about interviewing other bikes. People are like, what? what? Wow, not there's anything wrong with that. Anyway, it was um, Aldi Mobile decided to announce to me via an email that it was selfie day the other day, and I don't know that that really exists as a thing. But Yeah, well, do you know what today is? I don't know if this exists either. Right. Are you ready? Yep. World No Panty Day. <laughs> <laughs> June the twenty second. Don't look it up. <laughs> June the twenty second is Stop apparently it. Stop it. World No Panty wow. Day. Wow! Just like well, Aldi decided that bloody what day was it? It was hang on, it was World yeah. Wi-Fi Day on on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, let's so not talk about the day. stitch up from Telstra on that one. It was Telstra. So it was World Selfie Day. What Wednesday? Yesterday? I don't know. What Wednesday. day is it? What day is it? It, uh, it was Selfie Day yesterday. It was Wednesday. Yeah, okay, yep, yep. <laughs> so they just decided that selfie day. So we're going to decide that November with, with the 21st regards, is the world two blokes talking tech day. With regard to the, the day that you brought up, which I don't want to mention anymore, who benefits from that day? <laughs> who benefits from that day? It's not Bonds. Jesus, do you want me to draw your picture? Who benefits from that day? <laughs> Marketing-wise. Oh, well, I don't know. It maybe brings attention to the panties you're not wearing. Stop it. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, back to the selfies. Um, so so we, we we saw the hover camera at CES, yes, right? Yes. And I, I remember very clearly, mate, being it unveiled, which is that, that before the show thing, the guy, like so many products there, and this thing was just so much attention because the guy's standing there, flipped it open, pressed the button, and would fly, yeah, right? And, and you know what we, we're like with drones, you know? We, we love our drones, and you're an ex, you're an experienced and qualified pilot. You've got to, you know, fire them up. You've got to, you know, there's a lot of things involved, mate. So with Selfie Day, I wanted to play with this thing. So it's $830 at an Apple store, right? So it's it's, it's on, on par, a little bit less than the DJI Spark, yeah. which is a much better drone, right, because it can be free-flown and it's better for many reasons. Yeah. But I don't think the Spark's a great selfie drone because it's to be dangerous. You know, it's got the little blades and everything and all that kind of stuff. Whereas this thing is made to be held in the lounge room and used, right? Mate, here's how it works. You, you take it out of the box, you download the app, and you you teach the app your face. You know how you teach an app your fingerprint? Yeah, yeah. You t- you turn your head from side to side for like five seconds, not much. Yeah, and you it, do a profile, front, it, sort of right it, profile. It, it, just, it does this video, right? Like, like getting your, like a police lineup. You got to do <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> Kind of. Anyway, so then it uploads whatever it records into the camera. And then you can have your phone nowhere near you. You, you, you fold it open, power it on, but there's nothing happening. And the blades have got cages around them. Cages they? around them. And you press the button. I did have an incident with the rover. Yeah, no, well, that's crazy, the rover. Um, you, you press the button and it's the blades fire up and then, then you hold it out and then they fire up even further. And when they fire up further, you just let it go. Yeah. And then it spins. It just sits there too. Right? No, no. So, 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 so at firstly it spins and then it, it looks for you. Yeah. And once it finds you, it just sits there and yeah, follows you. Are. And it follows you around the room, man. It is amazing. And the video quality is 
excellent. And I mean, mate, yeah, 1080, wow. like good. It's good. It's because I've I've tried a lot of these crappy selfie drones, right? Yeah. And they're they're crappy. Yeah. This thing was brilliant. Um, it follows you around to the point where you do need your phone with you to tell it to land. Because uh, I took a video and it's on it's on my page on YouTube. But uh, you got to grab it, right? But uh-huh. to grab it, it, it goes away from you because it's it's trying to trying follow to, you. So it goes away. So I'm grabbing it and it smashes up against a wall oh. in the playroom because I couldn't grab it. Um, but it survives completely fine because so it's got the, the cage around. Look, yeah. okay, I want to grab you. So now. in the app, there's actually modes. So you, you do, can. You still, I want to grab you now. Well, you say land, and it'll land, right? Okay. Or, you, or you turn it into manual mode. So you can manually fly it like any other drone. Okay. Plus, there's, you know, the 360 mode, run around me, shoot from the top mode, group photo stills. mode. Stills. Um, yeah, you can take stills. stills. But, mate. Works outdoors? It works okay. outdoors. Doesn't go very high, just, you know, yeah. enough to take selfies and things. Would you and take then, that away with you on a holiday? Absolutely. Like so that's a selfie a in, a, in a great place yeah. that no one else is getting, just so yeah, good, iconic, nice. you know. And and in the app, the great thing about it is, because you can make it follow you while you go for a run, mm. right? In the app, it, you download the video, it creates a 10-second highlight clip for you with music and stuff. Mate, honestly, yeah, nice. a ridiculous price, but then I think about it and I think for what it does, it's amazing for 830 bucks. So, so That's out already or it, coming soon? Yeah, it's in already? Apple stores now. If you... Like if you had eight hundred, let's say nine hundred dollars. Um, there's three options in my mind. There's the low end Phantom, which will fly, you know, five hundred meters in the air and five hundred meters away and take amazing video. There's the DJI Spark, which won't fly that far away, but will do amazing videos and this kind of selfie following stuff. Yeah. Or there's this thing, which is completely safe, easy for the kids to be involved in. Maybe not use because kids' fingers will Maybe probably go through. Yeah. And better for indoors, a bunch of reasons. Very, very impressive bit of technology. The facial recognition is amazing and, and well worth a look. Like a seriously good product. I put it, a, it's pretty stable, isn't it? It hovers very well. Yeah, it's, well it's called hover, isn't it? So it's got to do with that well. It's, it's really, it's got a, in, uh, sensors that, that, you know, sense the, the distance to the ground so yeah, it sits right. there. Cool. But no, top product, really good quality video. I put a video up on, in the page at eftm.com.au. Cool product. Hover camera, eight twenty nine ninety five at Apple stores. Stephen, we've given our guts tonight, um, over an hour to this great podcast. Right. Yeah. Well, what do we start off going, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> we have no trouble filling it We up. have solidly editorialised in the most part, apart from your we crazy did. world day revelations. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm surprised you never knew about that. It's a big day. It's circled in my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Notice how it says no panty day. Can you stop Not it? no undies day. So it's main, obviously aimed at the women. So... They're the ones who are enjoying World Panty Day. Jackson, Uncle Steve's just being a silly, silly man. Yes. Where's our World No Undie Day? That's what I'd like to know. When's that going to be? It's today, mate. What's your problem? <laughs> it's every day, isn't it? Just, I'm just out a, there during a thin layer of gabardine oh, between him and us. I'm out there during I'm all at every minute of it. <laughs> Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.